Fear is a slow gangster. Let's be clear. Many of us came into the marriage or into the relationship excited about the idea of loving that person, not necessarily really loving that person. Hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Fuck Fear. We are welcoming back one of my favorite guests, my all-time friend, sister, and one of the most popular guests of our seasons. Now we're on the third season, Pam Vincent Owens. You know her from a couple of previous episodes that have been number ones, fear of setting expectations, uh, fear of other people's expectations, fear of setting boundaries. What else have we talked about? I don't know. We've talked about a lot of stuff, but I'm welcoming her back because today we are talking about fear of losing yourself in a relationship. And this was an accidental episode. We were originally going to record <laughs> fear of raising black children or fear surrounding raising black children, which we still are going to do eventually. But today we just started talking and I felt like we just needed to continue talking and it turned into uh, about a two hour episode. So this is the first of three. Today we're talking about fear of losing yourself in your marriage. The part two is fear of losing yourself in a relationship. And then part three is fears of how you, how you demonstrate to your children how to not lose yourself in a relationship. So I hope you stay along for all three episodes. Today is the first of, uh, of that conversation and discussion, which we got real, we get real. There's some tears shed and uh, you know, we, we just strip back and, and the very raw truth comes out. So that's what these conversations are about. So welcome, Pam. I'm so happy to see you. And it's funny how our relationship has gone over the 20 years. We go months without talking to each other, and then it, it turns into a two and a half hour conversation. <laughs> well, that's real adult relationships. I don't have to see you or hear from you every day to know that if I come calling, we're going to pick up where we left off, and it's going to be honest. Yes. So the opportunity to keep it 100 with you is always one of my greatest joys. And we did get real, but I don't know another way. To, we, we've never done it another way. That's right. That's right. That's probably why we've been friends for so long, because, you know, we don't bullshit each other. We just we just cut it straight. And if you know, if we bleed, then put a Band-Aid on and we keep on moving. <laughs> yep. Yep. That's how it's always gone. So anyway, we're going to get into this. We, we will pick up on this episode today. So thank you for listening, everybody. And Pam, thank you for joining us. Let's get into it. I am not going to subscribe to what often happens specifically for women is my marriage becomes a community service project. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to consult my friends about it. I'm not going to bring y'all together for a happy hour to discuss it. Right. I am going to trust myself and know when I feel like I am being either diminished or, or whatever that is, or canceled or abandoned or whatever, I'm mm -hmm. gonna pay attention to that stuff. And I'm not gonna lean into that traditional crap. It is hurting us, it's harming us. It says by way of you giving up your name. Oh, uh, that's where it starts. And do you know, Pam, that I wrote a chapter about this in the book? Because I know. I was conflicted about this when I went to the courthouse. And I think when I had a discussion, I was like, it's not for me, it's not just a name, it is an identity. And why do I, why do I have to be the one to give it up? Why can't he change his fucking name? And you just do it. 
And I remember like I was so conflicted. So I added his name, but I never liked it. I never wanted it, but it started with that. Like the name, why? Why? Why do, you think I, why do you think I demand all three names be called for me? Cause I earned Benson. Yes. And I'm trying yeah. to survive Owens. <laughs> so I will be damned. You call me by all three names. Right. Well, yeah, like we- it starts there. Do you, you feel like, do, do you feel you like though you even, do you feel like though you, like you, do you feel like at the beginning, since you've been married 20 something years, do you feel like at the beginning you had the choice or did you feel any pressure or obligation to add the last name as opposed to not taking the name at all and just keeping your name? I definitely felt pressure. I was in the undertow of the tradition, but I knew yeah. from jump that it was a mess. It's why everybody's like, you know, we, I come from a family of monogrammers anyway, but as soon as I come <laughs> My three names were on everything as a reminder to me not to lose myself in the undertow. You start off by giving something up. And then women look up and go like, I don't know where I've lost myself. You lost yourself back at the courthouse, baby, when you were willing to give your name up. It starts there. So I don't buy it. Like, I'm not down. And I, I'm serious. I'm not down. I don't even think it's like socially, it's like normal for your mental health to literally yeah. ride that close to somebody all the time. I don't want to see you today. And I should be able to say that. Right. And not get this like, that's so negative. You need to have a sandwich on the corner of the, when he comes through the door. And I need to have my soul <laughs> right. when he comes through the door. Girl, soul insanity. Because going this way, you will lose your sanity as many women do, as I have done, like I have. Have you in the 20 years? How many years have you been married? I dated him for six. Oh my God. Okay. Married for 20. Yep. <sighs> so don't tell me that the, the traditional construct of marriage is a it's a setup. I I no longer I'm, I'm no longer down with it. I think what we need to start saying to young girls is there's all kinds of marriages. Define that. If you there are all types of marriages. If you are going to do that, then you need to be able to be very solid in who you are and what your non-negotiables are. If the person that you're getting ready to be with has like several of your non-negotiables, you don't need to do anything. Don't be mesmerized by the, the sequence, the tool and the white dress. Girl, it is mesmerizing because there's this whole fantasy and facade created around the event right there's the event there's the wedding and then there's the marriage and there is this beautiful fantasy and you see it everywhere even before social media was what it is you see it everywhere and everybody creates this this crazy falsehood around this thing that you it, they say it's supposed to last but you know, sometimes, you know, in the first month, it is not going to last, but, but you wanted all the stuff. It's I not perfect. Open. Yeah. It's not. And, and why can't, why, where were the people that said to me, it's going to be messy. There are some days you're going to want to choke him with your flat iron cord. Nobody <laughs> said that to me. Nobody no, said like, that to nobody me. said it. It's real, right? 
So yeah. I even remember your day. It was picture perfect. You looked like you were floating down. Like you looked like you were airborne, right? <laughs> it was a perfect day. Did anybody pull you aside and say, hey, listen, you're going to have to fight for your own identity in this marriage. And when you hear the following, these are red flags. Yep. And guess what? Because society doesn't accept and honor the woman that has the courage to leave, you're going to get screwed if you do at first. Yeah. But then you're going to find yourself again. And there's always an out. I would have come to it differently. Somebody said to me, there's always a way out versus you are locked in and you want to make sure you will be the biggest failure if you leave. It should be you will be the biggest personal hero to yourself. You will be your own hero if you choose to leave something that no longer serves you. Yeah. That's what we need to be telling young girls. You know what? That is the deepest, most poignant thing I think about this conversation is society does not celebrate when somebody has the courage to say, this doesn't serve me anymore. This is not for me because what we have been told and what our mothers have been told and what her mother has told her is that you stay, you stay, you stay, and you work it out and you try to work it out. And even in the days that you think that you can't work it out, you still try to work it out. And for some relationships, there is no hope. There is no working it out. And you think you're supposed to stay. It's why I stayed five years longer than I should have, because I thought I was supposed to contribute to its, I, I don't know, contribute to the project and, and make the project work no matter what. There was no hope for that. There was no hope for that project. That project was a failure and I tried to stay in because that's the kind of person I am. And I tried to stay in and work it, work that shit out. That shit was shit. Yep. And by the way, here at the end of the day for all of that, in terms of that, that five years, the extra five years you did was by just pure grace and on the kindness of your house. While, while meanwhile, you are living in a holy hell, yep. trying to hold it together. And the bottom line is, why don't we say, like as a friend, somebody should be like, Hey girl, everything has an expiration date. Cottage yeah. cheese, sour cream, bread, marriages. Yeah. It's okay. <laughs> right. It's okay to name an expiration date. Right. In exchange for your soul. Right. Right. Period. So I look after this experience, even, and I appreciate my parents being married 55 years. You, this was messed up. They wait till you're grown to be like, yeah, there was a good 11 or 12 of those that were shit <laughs> or like, they don't tell you that. Right. Like my mom, like she says to me lately, I'm like, oh, okay. Or I'm just going to stay in it and be numb to it. I'll be damned. I love my daughter too much and my son too much to behave that way. I will call it. So I'm not a stayer. How do you, okay. So there are a lot of things. There are a lot of things. There are a lot of things right now that we need to, that we need to unpack. One, let's talk about your parents. If you are okay talking about that and Absolutely. people who have been married for decades, how, yep. why do you think they stay? 
they are in those times, if you're thinking about any set of people that have been together, that's one thing. But I have to speak from the lens of black parents who were born into the marriage as survivalists. Yeah. So in that construct, it's like we're be- we're stronger together. We can survive this thing together. We'll build it together. And even if they really are able to build a wonderful life together, there is a cost. Nobody talks about what the cost is when you come together with somebody else. So then they get the list of things they're supposed to do. You need to have dinner, grease popping and dinner on the table at a certain time. You need to be able to take care of the kids because kids are coming because that's what you're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. You're going to wait while he goes and gets his 55 degrees while you sit there smarter probably than the other one waiting your turn. When you get your turn, you're going to go, but it's going to be you. It's going to be weaponized against you if you actually function too smart Yep. in it because you're a woman and you need to be in your place. Yeah. Right. I need you to be at the bus stop with some hot cookies and your apron on. Yeah. Yeah. And you'll go where I tell you to go when I tell you to go. Right. So that contract is real for black families. It's even more pronounced because you want to go counterculture to what is perceived and stereotyped about us. Yeah. So then you do all the things and you look up one day and you're like, I don't, re- I've actually been sending my representative to this marriage for years, trying to hit this list of things. Yep. When in reality, I don't like to cook. I don't want to be bothered by you all the time. I'm actually an introvert. Stop talking to me. <laughs> right. I don't give a shit if you right. want to do this. Right. I don't, as a matter of fact, you, I don't like how you manage your money. I want it separate. Yep. Hey, at the end of the day, you go over there and be mediocre. I'm going to be over here kicking it down. And I don't want to be in competition with you. I want us to either build as equals or not at all, but nobody tells you that because it's supposed to be the woman takes a back seat, smiles and nods while the man goes to do his thing. The problem with that is if there was a healthy construct around a give and take, it could work, but it's always the woman that takes a knee. Yep. Yep. And when we've tried in modern times to reverse it and have a man be a stay-at-home dad, He's good for a while until he goes to cocktails with his friends and his friends tell him he's not really a man. Then he comes home and wants to hold his dick. And now we've got a problem. Right, right, right. That doesn't work either. It's two people coming to it whole and recognizing that it may have an expiration date and being grown enough to call it and keep, it doesn't even have to be messy or drama. I feel like this is, we, we have- outlive the shelf life of this. I am losing myself in the process. I came to this relationship loving you unconditionally. You came to this relationship loving me with conditions by way of society. I don't want to perform that anymore. Yeah. So how have you in the 20 years not lost yourself or if you have talked through the ways that you have lost yourself and come back to yourself. And I want to start with what you said is you come into it, giving up something, giving up your name. You come into it that way. And so many people who don't add the last name come into it with very excitedly and willingly giving that up. So do you, so, so that's one thing, but starting from giving up the name, do you think people 
realize that by giving up something that sets them up to continue giving up more things and therefore over time they have out of fear lost themselves and they're afraid to get back to themselves because that their spouse or their partner will not like the real them absolutely and by the way when you let by the time you come to you're five six seven years in yeah and the additional ability to reset now you've got kids right it feels too disruptive and what i say all the time is like you can't help but be disruptive in that space because once you've recognized it you're either going to lean into it and lose yourself or you're going to call it to attention so when you come into the marriage you've already lost your name right and then you start rolling in that space and you try to morph around the couples around you like I see the elders, they're doing it this way, but you in the back of your mind, I knew when I married Arlen and from the back of my head, I'm like, that name loss thing is an issue. When the guy, when the pastor got to obey, I don't know if you recall, it was a hard stop in the marriage. Look, that that is a memory that is ingrained. I will never forget that moment at the wedding. He said, obey, and I I hard stop. (laughs) You better find another word because because the vows did not mirror that on the other side. Yep. So already now I'm losing control yep. of what I've already built. I came to it whole. So now I've given up my name and you're telling me I got to control this fool's gonna I have to obey this fool. We got a problem. <laughs> so I had to I had to muddle through that. Then yeah. about three weeks into the marriage, we come back from the funny room, honeymoon. I move into Arlen's place. He has left me a drawer that's about the size of a shoebox to move oh, in. Oh hell no. For all of your stuff? Yes. Oh, hell no. I remember the townhouse you guys lived in. Yep. Mm-hmm. So I did what any self-respecting daddy's girl would do. I got my duffel bag and sauntered across town and knocked on the door. No, you didn't. Three weeks in? My parents had taken the key, so I, I didn't have a key to the house. I had to knock on the door, the house that we bought now that I live in. <laughs> so my dad swings the door open. He doesn't even let my He doesn't even let me come in. My dad swings the door open. He comes out to the front porch, shuts the door. He's like, can I help you? <laughs> I said, oh, it's over. I want an annulment. Girl. Because this fool, this fool left me a shoebox size drawer in the townhome. Stop. He didn't even welcome me. There's no basket on the counter. I don't even think it's real. I'm done, dad. I'm coming home. He's like, okay. Message noted. Now, you got one or two options. If you want, if you come inside, it is going to require me to activate mm. and mm-hmm. there will be a finality to this situation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What I think Chef, is I'm going to turn you back around. I am no longer in a role to support you that way. And you go back down the street and you figure it out. Now, if you figure it out and it's, it's, it's not something that works with you. I'll be ready to activate. But the next time you come to this porch, you better be ready to call it. Yep. Great dad, right? Like super insightful. So how are you feeling at that moment? I drive back down the street. I'm pissed. Yeah. Now I'm homeless. (laughs) And I got a (laughs) bag. (laughs) And I got one drawer. I have, I have, I have gambled all the wedding money from the guests in Vegas. <laughs> I don't have a pot to piss in. I'm broke. I mean, no. I had a job. I'm just saying. 
So you were really homeless. So I pull back up to the town home and I'm like, and he's like, I don't understand what the problem is. Like here, here, you know, like he didn't even try to welcome me in. Right. Because society says a man doesn't have to. Right. Right. The man's built like get in where you fit in. I don't have to do that. That's your role. You create the home. Right. You create the welcome. You create the space. Women come into marriages creating the space. Men don't have to. Right. Right. It's why women show up with love, flat, unconditional, and men show up with love, but. Right. Right. It's messed up. Right. It, messed it just, up. it just the idea. And I'm going to get back to my question that I asked you about your marriage the thought of all of this makes me so upset and it also makes me um remember how confused i was and how confused i was about what you're supposed to do in a relationship and all the things that i was told and learned from observation were none of the things that I wanted. So I was very confused. And all I wanted was just to have peace. And there was nothing but disruption. And I mean, obviously that relationship was bad from the beginning and, and it should have never been, but it's, it's hard for me to say that now because I have children. And now that I'm older, I've learned every experience has a lesson in it and it teaches you to grow, blah, 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 all the shit. And so I am better now and I know what I... I, I know how to better navigate, but I was so confused because like nobody talks about the realness of a relationship and the realness of marriage and everybody puts on powders or nose before they come out the door. And you don't know what's going on in the house with the marriage and the relationship. And it's bad. I remember my brother said one time, marriage is hard. And it is, and nobody talks about the, gr the grit and the murk and the murk of it. And millions of people should not even be in a relationship, but they're in it because they think they're supposed to stay because they don't know, they don't know an alternative. And, and if they do know the alternative, they don't know how to navigate the alternative. And so right, now but, I'm but on the- society, But right. society honors that marriage unit instead of, Think about the baggage that goes with singleness, even in the workplace. Right. Right. We right. honor the married unit, even if it's messed up. Yep. Right. Yep. Versus I really respect that you are single because we decide that if you're single, something's wrong with you. You right. failed. You couldn't work. Whereas for me, this is when I knew something was wrong with me, frankly, by way of society standards, because mm -hmm. I'm always honoring of the people that are able yep. to say, it is not worth it for me to get in that construct. I will roll by myself. Or if they've gotten a divorce, girl, I'm always on the divorce party. I'm like, that was brave. Yeah. Much respect. You don't hear that at work. Right. Right. There is no section at Hallmark that's called bye, motherfucker. <laughs> we need to come up with some cards. We need a section. We need a divorce section. Right? We do. Right? We, we need a, a divorce liberation section. Yes, we do. There's sympathy, right? there's loss. And I think divorce goes in that category. Absolutely. Liberation. And so we are conditioned to then feel failure. And I'm like, oh my God, I have a, a friend that's you know in a situation now and it's really bad. And I said to her, oh my gosh, I am so thankful 
that I get to be here in your still I rise phase. Mm. It's mm-hmm. going to be beautiful. Mm-hmm. Because you, the chain of obligatory relationship, yep. role, position, and homemade cookies and all that crap is yep. about to melt away. And what's going to come into focus for you is an unrelenting desire to be good to yourself and your kids. They're actually going to be better off for it. We don't talk about that. Yeah. So I don't go to happy hours anymore where people want to sit around and talk about like so-and-so got this and -and so-and-so got a divorce and they're not doing well. Cause I'm always going to be unpopular at the table. I'm going to be like, Oh, you know what? I bet they're not doing well because she finally called it and named it. Yep. Instead of being eroded by it and thinking something's wrong with her. Something she must be doing enough co-pays to come back on the earth and say, I am not the issue. Right. He's been gaslighting me from the inside Mm. out. Mm. Mm. I caught it in time. Mm. I love my kids too much. Yep. And myself. And And myself. myself. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Single socks are so annoying, aren't they? Especially when you're sure you put two socks together in the wash, only to find one of them has pieced out somewhere in between the washing and drying cycle. But your problems are now solved with Soulmate Socks. They are magnetic socks that stay together in the laundry so you're never left with lost and single socks. Knitted from bamboo, they are the softest socks you'll have in your drawer. They're antifungal, antimicrobial, and they're breathable. So when you need your socks to stay together, grab a pair of Soulmate Socks where every sock has a soulmate. Shop online today at soulmatesocks.com. That's S-O-L-E-M-A-T-E-S-O-X.com. All right. So let me circle all the way back to your relationship. 20 well plus years. I mean, the entire time you guys have been together, 26 years. Tell me in the ways, the peaks and valleys where you have lost yourself, you've come back to yourself. Tell me about that process and navigation, because I mean, obviously we, we, we are really good about going a long time without talking to each other and then catching up. But the entire time we've been friends, I've known you before marriage. I've known you since marriage and what, 20 something years. And I remember in the beginning, we had a conversation. I probably like a month or two in where we were talking about this very thing. So, all right. So 20 years in what, what has been your journey? in that. Well, let me give you the stats first. 20 years in, six years dating, there's been two breakups dating, a dramatic one where the key was left on the table and a, you know, waiting to exhale exit. There's been one separation and four possible times of divorce in 20 years. Wow. All right. So the the breakups, what led to the breakups during dating? What was that? So the breakups during dating was a push pill to keep my identity. Mm. Right. And so even then it was those, the things that you are attracted to me about are now a problem. That's problematic. You want me to be strong or not? You want me to be independent or not? You didn't send me the memo. So I didn't know I wasn't supposed to have an opinion at the table. Mm. Right. 
don't recycle that shit from the stuff you learned. Right. I'm not having it. And this, this is the other thing that set it off early. I don't believe that your your husband's your best friend. I think that's bullshit. I Why? think it's too much. Tell I don't me. Think, I, think it's, I think it's too much to ask. I think it puts on too much pressure. And in my experience, most men are not good friends to their guy friends. I don't want any part of that. So I have a guy. <laughs> I have a female. Yeah, I have some females that are, I would consider besties, but I have a guy best friend. And I know it creates issues. People are like, how do you have a guy best friend? You must be sleeping together. Never have. Yeah. But I don't put the pressure on my partner to be the best friend. And it's too much. It's a setup. So that set it up. Well, I, it says everything that's about marriage says your, your partner is supposed to be your best friend. Bullshit. I actually don't want you that close. Wow. You're, you're blowing, you're blowing up this idea right now. And I know you realize it, but you were, you, you were sending the IED to, to this idea. I don't believe that your partner is always, or should be your best friend. That requires too many hats. In my experience, there is a disconnect for males by way of society on multitasking and holding a lot of things to include processing your emotions. I don't want to hold my best friend role in your hands. Mm. You're too busy just trying to be spouse and father. I'm removing that. Mm -hmm. I don't actually think there's capacity there to do it. I don't want any part of it. So early on, that was a problem because it was like, why are you calling somebody as your best friend? Because you aren't. Gotcha. Right. So that was another piece that we had to just like work through. And now I think there's an understanding and I think there's some grace given on that, but we're always like, Oh, you know, you listen to the movies, you complete me. You're my best friend. You complete me. Fuck that. Bullshit. (laughs) I was already complete. (laughs) And you're my best friend. You're not my best friend. You are a great spouse partner um confidant companion we're going to build a life together and i don't want that i don't want that bucket of best friend to be filled by you are we good friends do we have do you have to have a friendship to be in a good marriage yeah arlen and i were friends before we had a friendship not best friends Mm -hmm. that is reserved for outside of this Mm -hmm. in my opinion oh i know i blow up happy hours all the time i know it's not (laughs) i love it i love it So those are big pieces. Then it became getting our rhythm about whose role and work was more important or not. Mm -hmm. And so again, the construct specifically for men and women, specifically in the ratios that we grew up in, where there were more women coming out of college than men, somehow we created some breed. There was a a breeding of competition. I'm not coming home every day to be in competition with you, Mm -hmm. but I'm in competition with corporate America every day. Yep. Yep. So then it became those pieces like whose stuff is more important, who's doing what, when, whoever gets there first has always been my answer. Mm-hmm. Right. Really? But then you, you buck up against the, I remember having times when I would be around my mother-in-law and her friends and they were like, are you cooking him a meal? Oh. Why? He, I mean, I do cook and well, he can cook. Yep. Right. And so their benchmark around what a good wife is or how to perform mm-hmm. in your wife is he's well fed. Arlen Owen and Miss Mia Boo Boo. Well fed. <laughs> right. You, you're bringing the slippers to the door. Yep. Would, except I, get, I got home later. Right. Where right. are my slip? Like, right. 
So, right. so that, that took a long time to get our rhythm. Luckily I married somebody who doesn't subscribe to gender roles, mm-hmm. except for it pops up on him unconsciously by way of the way he grew up and watched his right. parents do it. Yep. So sometimes it's like, wait, what'd you say? right right because it pops up so we just don't talk about it i wish we would talk about like how it's not this big body of work marriage is a daily proposition that you choose and sign up for yep and there are days when i'm like i'm not signing up today yep i remember my priest said one time you choose love every day and you have to choose love every day. It is a choice because there are some days you don't want to love. And yes, you, you fall in and out of love. And that's a choice too, if you want to circle back around to it, but you have to choose love every day. And that has a bunch of different, um, that has a, a bunch of different sub bullets underneath it. And right. But the bottom line is that is a great advice, but it's also a setup because yeah. if we were honest, we would say love is not enough. It's too fleeting. Right. I can love and not love Arlen all in an hour. Yeah. But if you have respect, it will carry you. So there are days that I'm like, oh, I'm done. I am absolutely going to take you out. today like i had to like i have watched snapped girl it's and but what stops that that undertow is i do have a huge respect for him yeah for a variety of reasons right respect carries me often more often than love does yeah love is i can get in my feelings about it it, it's fleeting it's sometimes moment to moment but respect for how he shows up in humanity has carried us if yeah. once the respect is gone though i'll be calling you that the divorce is happening because to me when you lose respect resentment sets in Ooh. resentment's hard to come back from yep yep so i'm not there yet but he's definitely shown his ass a couple times for which <laughs> i was like this is the big one, yeah. but it hasn't. But the difference between people is like, I'm not saying it won't. In this moment, it's not here, but it could be next year. I'm really good at like naming it and firing myself from bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. It could be. So can you, can you name, can you name moments that are the most memorable memorable for you where you recognize that you had lost yourself what what was the most memorable moment and describe like the circumstances around that so one I mean I could name several but one of the biggest times I recognized that there was something going wrong with me was I'd had both kids and I was so over functioning and making sure they look like a postcard every day Mm. like ridiculously put together every day Mm -hmm. and I started recognizing this is when I got really concerned about myself I would drive from work home and be in the driveway and not realize how I got there what like just remote just don't remember even right yeah and 
there was such an over-functioning and hitting all the mom buckets and the wife buckets and the wifely duty buckets that I became numb to the journey in between those moments. So that was a classic sign. The other classic sign is over-apologizing. Mm. Ooh, yeah. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I, that was a big one for me. I really recognized like I'm losing myself. Mm -hmm. um, the other I recognize the other thing that I recognized was what started to happen a lot was um, patience abuse. Define like, that. I've, I've asked you 55 times with the ceiling fan up. You haven't done it. Mm. And me being like, let me be patient because that's what wives do. I don't want to become a nag. I always want you to want to come home. Yeah. Where what I needed to say was you're procrastinating. It is a toxic behavior. Fix our shit. Right. Right. But that wouldn't have been, that's not polite. Right. And that's not right. what society says about how you should like interact with your husband. You should wait and he'll get to it and blah, blah, right. blah, 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 blah. Right. Fuck it. I'm just going to hire somebody. <laughs> right. But, but again, that's when I started losing myself because I would, when your behaviors at the job and how you lead and show up in that space is no longer congruent with how you, the characteristics that you utilize at home. You're losing yourself. Yeah. Right. So when you don't resemble yourself at the end of a day, when you get home, you're not on a good path. When you over apologize, you're not on a good path. When you start making excuses for your spouse. Mm. That is huge. You are not on a good path. Yeah. When you start drinking five days a week to escape. Yep. You are not on a path. When you start canceling with your friends because the life that you're in right now, you are faking it and you have no more bandwidth to fake it with your friends, you are losing yourself. Yep. Yep. How did fear play into that? Were you afraid of getting to that point? Did you even think that you I've been getting? I've been at that point. And the fear was how it would look to the greater good, mm. the community and my family, which is a bunch of non-divorcees. Right. Right. I've got, at that point, we had 30 something years on one side of the parents, 35 on the other side. I have a brother and sister-in-law that had been, you know, five, 10 years ahead. It would not be pretty. Yep. So I worried about like how that would look and because as my personality is, I am definitely more bold and upfront. The narrative around how that would look about being the difficult one, the challenging one, the hard to get along with one. Yeah. I think that debilitates. I think that debilitates women, specifically black women. Yep. Right. Yep. The men make it. The men make it. They could be total assholes, but they make it because they only speak five words a day. So you don't find out they're an asshole right away because they don't know how to <laughs> manage their feelings. So they don't talk about shit. But they're also celebrated. Yes. But they're also celebrated for that because what what the ways they get labeled for the same behavior is you're you're being a tough guy and you're you're um, you're taking your power and you're showing your ability to be in charge and you, you know how to delegate when for women it's. Oh, you're being too loud. You're being too bossy. You need to just sit back and just let the people do what they're supposed to. No, I am the people. Right. I am the my person. Kids, 
my favorite ones, but he's so nice. Uh, he doesn't beat you. Like that's uh, the fucking benchmark. Uh, he, he doesn't hit you. Wait, what? Like that's our, think about how toxic that is for the construct of marriage. Our benchmark on if it's going well or not is if he physically or verbally abuses you. That's some bullshit right there. Oh. And so when you start talking about how men are conditioned, how women are conditioned, most men, not particularly extroverted, not communicative in their feelings because they are trained to not have feelings and to suppress them. So one day when I was really at my wits end and I'm like, I'm out. Somebody's like, oh my gosh, you know, it's just hard for me to believe that you're having challenges. Arlen is so nice. He doesn't have any enemies. Arlen doesn't have enemies because he speaks five words a day. You don't say shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Good girl. So we, like, so we let the men make it. Right. Because society says they're powerful and they're strong. He's the strong, silent type. Right. He's a strong silent type that didn't put the ceiling fan up. Right. <laughs> well, I'm about to kill right now. Right. We don't talk about it. And then every time I go to a wedding, I am constantly half butt cheek on the seat because I have to stop myself from lounge, like lunging to the bride. My cousin got married a couple years ago in San Antonio. I was on the edge of my seat, literally, name of my company too. Girl, like, <laughs> I was like, is she okay? I'm like looking. For like, I need to pull her to the bathroom and be like, you don't have to do this. Girl, same. This is what I have said at the last couple of weddings I've been to is I've leaned over and I've said, and I don't know how right this is, doesn't even matter. How long do you, this, you think this is gonna last? How much time do you give it? It's real. It's real. It's real. Because there's, like I said, there's the day, the wedding day, and then there's the marriage. I remember Oprah said this a long time ago when people were questioning her about whether or not she was going to get married to Stedman. And she said, <laughs> the public wants a wedding. They want a wedding. They don't want a marriage. Everybody keeps asking me because they want the wedding. The wedding is a whole, it, it's two different worlds. There's the yep. wedding. There's the marriage. There's even the wedding, the honeymoon and the marriage because God knows some shit changes during the honeymoon. When you get back home, everything is different. You're going to get us half of a drawer when you get back. <laughs> exactly. Listen, and we ate in a bed each other. We ate in a bed in ways as, as friends that aren't cool too, right? So like really real talk in that situation, instead of, oh, she looks beautiful. I should have been saying, Wow, Katina appears to be looking like she's smiling like she's eating beef jerky. Breaker, breaker, one, nine. Breaker, breaker, one, nine. Yep. I need to pull her over. Yep. And we will ride the fuck out of here yep. right now. Yep. But instead, I'm over on the crab claws and the shrimp. Like, I'm over, <laughs> like, over at the lava. Girl. I'm in the buffet, killing it. Yep. Like, oh my God, her waist is so small. I could re I could replay for you. I think her, I mean, if I look like that, she has zero back fat. This is what I'm saying at your wedding. Stop she it. Oh my gosh, she looks amazing. What a beautiful setting. What a lovely couple. I should have been saying, break. I, I'd already been married. I should have been like, breaker, breaker, one, nine. Yep. You okay? Breaker, breaker, one, nine. I was holding my shit together because no one knows 
minutes before, no, probably like 30 minutes before I was like, oh my God, I I was afraid that he was going to show up drunk and I was begging him do not drink because when he gets with his friends, but this is anytime really, he's an alcoholic. So I was so afraid and I was holding my breath, Pam. I was holding my breath. How is that the start of anything good? How is that the start of any good relationship? And and I knew, I knew, I knew I wasn't supposed to do that. I was afraid to disappoint everybody that was there. All 300 of you that was there. I knew. So breaker, breaker one nine, I needed somebody to say, it's okay to not do this. There is an alternative. There is paperwork that you can fill out. I don't know why I'm getting emotional. No, really. Because I was so scared. And I, I wanted, if anybody had pulled me aside and said to me, you don't have to do this. It would have been a wash of relief, like an ocean, a wave of relief. But But let me let me just say, let me just say you're getting emotional because it's real. So let me say to you in this moment, as we're having this very real conversation, that I want your listeners to know we talk like this all the time. What a gift to them to hear this because this is we keep it this 100 all the time. All the time. Is this all the time is this, I was not strong enough Mm. in the space at the time, holding up my own fable right? to say breaker, breaker one nine. So from a friend perspective, I have to say to you, it is so, uh, it's almost like air. Yeah. It's so intoxicating that you get caught in the undertow too. Yep. And when I look back on that now, I'm like, ooh, there were some signs. But as friends, in that moment, I probably would have said to you, I wouldn't say that to you now, but in that moment, I probably said, girl, please, you're good. Get get on down that. You're fine. And that is so damaging. Yeah. Women to do that to each other, that we discount each other's doubt. Yeah. For the wedding, we discount each other's discernment and our gut because it's going to be messy and you don't want people talking about you. I rather people talk about me for having the courage to go than the falsity of losing myself for the stay. Yeah. Yeah. I really hope at that, at this moment, Pam, as real as this is, I hope that our truth gives someone right now the permission to recognize their ability to step into their own courage and not go through with something that they know in their guts they should not go through with in this moment. Because the wedding, the dress, the flowers, the cake, all the decisions, it's all bullshit. If you are not grounded, if you are not um, confident, and if you have any inkling of fear about going into this re- the relationship you're going into, I hope at this moment, our truth gives somebody right now the permission to be courageous 
and to say, I am courageous and be brave and not go through with something that will cause them a lot more pain. Because people think that saying I do and getting married is going to make everything better. I did. I thought, oh, everything will be fine when we get married because we'll be in the relationship and we'll be contributing 100 on both sides and, and it'll be okay. No, that that is the biggest falsity in the world is that it will get better after you get married. Fuck no. I'm speaking right. from like the deepest place of experience. It does not get better. It will not get better. You want to know why I keep your book on my shelf? To check myself. Girl. And fear is a liar. Yes. And you can look up and have leaned into it so much that you believe the hype and the story you're telling yourself. Yep. And what we need to be saying to each other is like, I could marry him, but should I? Right? Yes. When we're sitting at the wedding, it's like, yeah, I'm going to marry him. You're going to or, or, or should you? Should you yeah. is the question. Yep. Not can you? We all are capable. But we women are built resilient. We are yes. that. Shit. Yes. We invented that shit. Yep. Should you? Yep. And at what cost? I don't care. In the best of marriages, there's a cost. We don't talk about it. Yep. What is your return on investment? What are your key performance indicators that will tell you when you have lost your way and allowed fear to win? Yeah. Do you know those? You better check that shit on the way in. Yep. And yep. when we don't, we wake up and we're like, oh my gosh, people, I, I've lost friends over talking this real about marriage. Why would you say that? I'm not saying that I'm unhappy. What I'm saying is if, if it becomes a cumulative total, it's a wrap for me. Yeah. But why would you roll that? Why would you, why would you put that into the atmosphere? The atmosphere already knows, honey. <laughs> it's already in there circulating. Right? What are you talking about? What are you talking about? That's the bullshit. Why would you, why would you des why would you bring that into existence? It's I'm living it. Yep. The construct yep. is messed up. You cannot say without catching side eyes, I need a sabbatical from yep. this arrangement. Yep. I need to not be responsible for some shit for a while. Actually, I don't want to take your feelings into account today. I'm exhausted. You can't yep. say all that, but yes. that's real. Right. Right. That's real. Girl, my cousin and I were just having this conversation a couple of days ago where her friend group, they're married friends and then they're single friends in her friend group. And she was like, we were just having this discussion about marriage and, and the value of it and what it's worth. And she's like, even the married ones, even my married friends say the same thing that my single friends say that it's shit. <laughs> <laughs> but you, you know, you put on the face, he's the doctor, you know, you, you, you powder up the kids, what, whatever you clean the boogers off the relationship and the children and you just continue on. But I just don't see, like, I just don't see the point. There are many times I don't see the point. And I'm like, what is the point of marriage? And now that I'm divorced for, I don't even remember 11 years, whatever, I, that is, that is a question I constantly circle back to is what is the point? Do I want to do it again? And if I do, what is it going to look like? Cause it's going to look completely different than the first time around. And do I even really want to do it? I, four years left and my kids are out of the house and the dog and every, 
like I'm selling everything and I and I'm out and I'm like, do I really want to like, do I really want to do that again? I don't know. I think you're asking the most powerful question. And I think you need to ask that on the way in. Do I want to do this and why? Right. And be clear on it. But if you get to the other side of it, do I want to do it again and why? Because right. society tells us that it has to look a certain way from way the marriage, from the family, and it's killing us. Yeah. There are all ways to, there are all different kinds of ways to be in relationship. And then we think that shit's some kind of community service project where we got to get people to weigh in and vote. <laughs> and then we're like, I don't know why it's not working out because you, you right. did your marriage by committee. And maybe you're not actually, maybe you're not supposed to be partnered. Maybe your purpose in existence is to be single and live into your gifts that way. But we don't talk about that. Right. We make you think you have to be partnered up and booed up. Right. To survive. And you don't. Don't. You and don't. by the way, we pressure women to have kids. You can't even say, I don't want kids in this society and right. not get jacked. Because look, how many times is a woman asked the question, are you going to have kids? When are you going to have kids? And why don't you have children? What, a per, my sister is a perfect example where she's, she's divorced and she is happy single. And she has said, I don't want children. And do you know how many of her friends have looked at her side eyed and be like, you don't want children? No. And I'm like, yes, that is a good decision. Like, and that is okay to make that. Why are women looked down upon when they say, I don't want children? I'm like, yes, girl, that is a decision for you. And if you don't want children, good. And if you it's want a dog rather up. than children, good. You don't even get to get back from the honeymoon before right. people ask you about children. I remember sitting at the duplex and all the, we started going to family dinners. When are the children coming? I don't know. I'm on a drawer. I got one drawer. <laughs> I, got to, I got to work that shit out first. You need uh, to write a piece on that and call it my one drawer. <laughs> I, I'm living out of a suitcase. I'm six months in. I don't know where the pack and play is going because I'm on a drawer. So, but, right. but, but then it became like, it became, are you cooking for him? Mm. When are you having children? Are you going to keep working? Listen, the men, men get none of this. Right. Are you going to keep working when you have children? Not who's making the better money, not whose career has more promise, not who wants to take the lead on the kids. It's automatically decided for us. You are going to get, have kids, possibly give up your job right after you've given up your name you've been assigned one drawer mm. 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 i cut women come into it losing men come into it gaining yes yes and they have the expectation that they are going to continue to gain because you have continued to give up and so Ooh. 10 years in your soul has been sucked out of your frame to the point where you are dead inside. I was dead. And I, I write this and I go back to this all the time. I said, what is, what is the line in the vow? Till death do us part. Death could all, yes, this is the line. Death could is also mean death of your soul. 
where you death don't- Death of your identity? Death yes. of your soul? Death yes. of your identity? This one we don't talk about? Death of your confidence? Yes. Yes. Because the partner, and you know, th this, this can also go, you know, it doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to be man to woman. It could be the woman sucking the soul out of the man. It could be the woman sucking the soul out of the other woman. It could be the man sucking the soul out of his partner, the man. Yep. It, 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 it's human, right? So like this idea, it's human. And if the partner, no matter the gender, is sucking the soul out of the other partner, then it is not valuable anymore. Because if you have to give up your entire being and yourself for the sake and the sacrifice of another person, then what the fuck is it worth? We were not put on this earth to be silenced and diminished and lowered for the sake of someone else's esteem, ego, wh whatever the things are. Yeah. We that like dynamic is that sucking of the soul is equal opportunity. Yeah, male, male partner, female, whatever that is, because think about it. Even from a even from a perspective of marriage equality, it's like Okay, that we we we've that up by creating an opportunity for that and deciding the construct still needed to be traditional. Right. What the fuck is wrong with us? Right, right, right. What is that? Right. So which one? Like I've been in a situation where it's like, which one of you are are the male? What? <laughs> right. Like, oh, so I guess are you're you the male in the room. No, I am me. What? What? Oh, that Girl, we need to start from we need to start from the foundation in the vows that when when an ordained minister goes and gets their ordination, is that the right word or yep. gets their training to be ordained to to perform weddings? The vows have been the same for generations upon generations. I would re repeat after me. These are the vows. And mind you, some people write their vows. I, we wrote ours and there was no nothing in there about obey, blah, blah, blah. So I was like, I, for what? I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. So these vows that you, ta you take and repeat, you make a vow and it all of that should be scrapped. That's- Did do us part? Like from a biblical perspective, I'm like, let's think about that. Isn't that set up? Right, exactly. Like, why am I saying that? I right. don't know what that's going to look like. Right. It's bad. It's bad. Like, you know, when I talk to people, like, couples of them, like, you need to do premarital counseling. Why? Because it has nothing to do with the tool and the, and the, and the menu at the wedding and the invitation. Right. It has to do with how well you are conditioned to show up with another person in the day-to-day -day battle of life. Right. Right. It's cumulative in total. How you start is how you finish. Women walk in having already given up. Yeah. It is hard to get on. And then we like, then we, then we blame ourselves, have a crisis of confidence, mm. decide we're not worthy, mm -hmm. which only, only assists the man. Yep. Cause that then yep. means I can show up any kind of way. She's so messed up. She's not going to have the courage to leave. Yeah. I've now, right. She does. She 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 doesn't resemble herself. That'll buy me a good another five years. Yep. Yep. She's numb to it. And along the way, let me just gaslight you a little bit more. 
to the point where you you're you're just you've melted on the floor and now right. I'm I'm walking over you and I'm walking through you. Right. And gaslighting is never full frame, full flame. Right. Gaslighting starts with a s'more. Yep. Yep. Right. It's not a burning inferno. It's a, it's, it built, right? So at first you're like, exactly. you know, that wasn't particularly great. I'll do better. Right. 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 Then, then it becomes charcoal. Like then, now you're, now you're burning some steaks. Then it becomes, oh. you know what? That one really hurt. I think you're actually kind of messed up, but I don't want to create an issue where there's not harmony in the home. So I'm just going to suck it down. Must be me. Must exactly. It was my fault. Then, yep. Then he said he, she, you know, they, them sets flame to the structure of your soul. Yep. Still not enough. Yeah. Because then you're like, oh, wait a minute. But I think it just, if I just keep doing, trying, right? Yep. We come to the space. Women okay. have to come home, hold to the marriage. Men are taken up on potential. Girl. That is some hard truth, <laughs> Pam. Yeah, we we, and, we discount it. No, he'll get he'll grow into it. He'll, he'll eventually want kids. Right. He'll eventually want like he's told you he don't want kids. You think you can change it? Right. He doesn't want this potential. Oh, but, but we have to come lock and loaded and ready. That's society. Yeah. Lipstick yep. on, boobs up, dinner <laughs> on the table. <laughs> right. And hot too, not just dinner on the table, but hot and fresh, right? Piping. Yes. And he gets first choice of everything, right? right. He gets to decide first choice of yep. everything. And then he doesn't have to do any of the, of the messiness, the cleanup, the, 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 the taking nope. care of all the other stuff, the residual. He doesn't have to take care of the residual. He gets to go and do whatever else he wants to do. It's a setup, the mm. construct, the construct that our parents have survived. And I use that word on purpose. Yeah. has been perpetuated yep. and not served us well. And then yep. as other women, when a woman calls it and says, this is not working for me, we dog her out and tear her up. Yep. We should be uplifting, celebrating and saying, I am so thankful that I get to witness your reset, what can I do yes. to remove obstacles and barriers from your rebuild? Yes. What can I do? Yes. And saying, I see your bravery. I see your courage and good job. Yep. And on the days when you don't have courage, mm. I'm going to have enough for both of us. Yeah. What can I do? Yeah. Uh-oh, girl. I see that he's trying to get back in. Girl. You've already graduated from that. Let me encourage you. Right. To stand in your brilliance. Right. Right. Girl, what is Jasmine? Girl, what does Jasmine Sullivan say? I'm going to need you to come and pick up your feelings. Right? <laughs> yep. Look. I'm going to need you to come pick up your feelings. And for the man, it's the two you display on and off. Yes. Train not to cry. Train not to be vulnerable. It's killing us. Yes. Train not to be upset. 
trained not to, right? I, 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 we, we associate the construct of how men onboard feelings as rational. Right. Let's talk about how fucked up that is. Girl. If you even killed, measured, and rational. Mm. The woman shows her emotions, irrational and emotional. Actually, the woman's more solid because she has named it. Yes. And had all the feels. Right. Cleared the deck and come to it with some clarity. Yes. The man is suppressing it, acting like it's not there, and he gets the label of being rational and pragmatic. Right. 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 Oh, girl. I really believe that you have to build a separate life of things that feed you, that grow you, that allow you to be still, that give you something to look forward to, that um, honor and recognize you in ways that are important and defined by you and that that then undergirds doubt low self-esteem idleness i'm just gonna be idle and just hang out and i'm never gonna go anywhere i think it's really important to not lose yourself and i also think it's important from the way in on to be super honest about here's what you're getting and don't ask me to change these very things that you were attracted to about me in order to morph into somebody else that's more comfortable for you. Mm -hmm. So in our household, we sit in discomfort a lot because we practice it. Mm -hmm. Right? When we start, when I feel like it's getting complacent and we are starting to take each other for granted, I call it. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. And so it's really important that you in order to stay in that space, you're, you are you are listening to things that are um, life-giving. You are reading things that are life-giving. You are around people. Half the reason I believe that relationships fail is because the usually for the female, the people they've put around them are doing the same fake shit. Yep. You can't, fake can't hold fake accountable. Right. So a lot of times when you then go forward in sacred space, there is this robotic automaticity about what people should say versus saying, I hear you. How do we help you get out? Yeah. How can I help you exit? Hey, I noticed you stopped coming to book club. Hey, you missed the last three socials. Hey, I recognize that you are now have stopped doing some things that you love in order to accommodate your partner's schedule. How does that feel? You used to love horseback riding. You used to love scrapbooking. You used to love swimming in the morning or tennis or whatever it is, or girls trips. Yeah. How can we help you comfortably be able to go in a way that does not rock your world and disrupt your life. Yeah. Right. If we rode with each other, like a good pair of Spanx. <laughs> right. I got you. I'm going to hold it in. Right. I'm going to reduce the, I'm going to reduce the ripples of what you're feeling. 
I believe relationships will fundamentally change. Yeah. Who is on the outside saying you're okay? Actually, I don't, I don't, I don't recognize you anymore. Yeah. Wait, I recognize, I see how he talked to you. Hey, that's not, I want you to know, I think that's not okay. Yeah. Hey, have you noticed your kids are like, you know, for figments of their former selves. They're just trying to survive. You created a survival mode and now you don't recognize that you have an out. Yeah. Right. So I I'm big on like, have you checked? I check in with myself daily. Like, am I, am I able to show up as I am? No. Okay. I can't do that. Cause I got to go to work work or corporate America. Mm-hmm. Then I say, what am I going to plant in my day to be able to be fully myself? Yeah. Daily practice. Sometimes that's sleeping. Sometimes that's going to the gym. You know, I've worked really hard on my health, but it's not negotiable. Mm -hmm. So what am I not going to do so I can literally spend some time just being me? Sometimes I go to vacation in my head. 15, 20 minutes. I escape that way. Mm -hmm. But you have got to be super present in your life to be able to call it when you are not, you are losing yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And not afraid to do so. You have to get over the fear. And you have to decide that it's not selfish to say, here's what I need. Right. 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 But what we do to women is you're high maintenance. You're high Mm. maintenance. I'm not high maintenance. A woman cannot be high maintenance. You want to know why? Because most often we can actually maintain that for which we're asking for. Right. That's right. That's right. That's right. So regardless of who it is, if you feel a diminished sense of self Mm -hmm. when you're around that person, not okay. Right. And that, that is right. That's the flag to get out. You only need one flag. You don't need a bunch of other red flags. Right. And half the battle inside of the construct of the marriage is it might not happen right away, but you can resign in your, you can reconcile in your mind. I'm out. It might not happen the next day, but just naming I'm leaving. Mm -hmm. Maybe not even to your partner, but in your head will give you a posture of courage to work toward the actual physical act of leaving. Yeah. Or do like you did, what do you call it? A getaway box (laughs) in the back of the closet with cash and a change of clothes. That's just, that's just good self-care. Right. Right. Oh my God. This has been so incredibly amazing and enriching and empowering and inspirational and the hard, cold truth. So I thank you for your truth. I just love our friendship, our sisterhood, because we can actually talk about the things that have been painful and we can talk about the things that that are not popular and I love it because you know we set shit on fire and it, things need to be set on fire a lot more often so people can see what is real and what's authentic so much of what we see is fake and and people go through life hurting and 
not realizing that they can talk about it and it's okay to talk about it because talking about it helps to heal. So this has been so good. All right, so you guys, this episode, uh, I, I want you to go back and listen to parts, the other parts of this one episode. We talk about fear of losing yourself in a marriage, fear of losing yourself in the relationship, and also how that loss of yourself is exemplifying and demonstrative to your children and how we can better prepare our children for relationships and what healthy relationships look like. So make sure you listen to the other episodes. Thank you so much for listening today. Be sure to check out Pam's podcast called Rooted. She has so much experience around um, work environment. She does a lot of consulting and management and helping organizations do better, be better communicators and leaders and and, and managers. And she has so much information and knowledge around that. So make sure you check out her podcast called Rooted and, um, and continue to come back. In the meantime, go check out the podcast boutique. There are tons of fantastic finds that will help you stay brave and courageous every single day. I know Pam has some some stuff, some earrings, some candles, and all of I'm it. I'm burning a candle now, yes. and I wear my earrings. Yes. I yes. love those earrings. Yes. All of it is meant to continue to encourage you to be courageous and brave every single day. So I hope that it speaks to you um, in whatever way it needs to speak to you. You can visit the store at my website, katenya.com, C-A-T-E-N-Y-A.com. Thank you for listening. We will see you next time on Fuck Fear. Coming up on a new episode of Fuck Fear. That's when I started losing myself because I would, when your behaviors at the job and how you lead and show up in that space is no longer congruent with how you, the characteristics that you utilize at home, you're losing yourself. What started out as just a catching up conversation with my dear friend, my soul sister, you guys know her from previous episodes. She's an audience favorite, Pam Benson Owens. She's a CEO. She is a badass. What started out as just a catch up conversation turned into a two hour conversation that is now a three part episode. We were planning to talk about something else, and we just got to talking about how we lose ourselves in relationships. So the three parts are fear of losing yourself in a relationship when it comes to marriage, fear of losing yourself in a relationship, just relationships in general. And then the part three is how we teach our children to be prepared for relationships, but how we teach our children the ways that they should not lose themselves in a relationship. So you guys, you got to come along for these episodes. You can't hear one without the other because it's one continuous story, of course, broken up into three parts. Don't miss it. You will know that we are speaking to you because we speak from the heart. We speak with heart. It is raw. It's real. We shed some tears. We tell the truth. We are completely vulnerable about this topic. Make sure you don't miss it. Be sure to subscribe if you haven't already. If you feel led, I'd love for you to write a review. Check out other episodes. And as always, thank you for listening.